Hello everyone, this is Jeanette, and um, you'll hear in the background my cat eating delicious, delicious food, which she always seems to do when I just start recording. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just wanted to introduce part two of our interview with the brilliant Islanovsky. And I just wanted to say up front that the excerpt that you'll hear is from her, her live performance at Garth Mule of... Vivaldi's Four Seasons, in which she and our Emerging Artist Fellows play. Alright, enjoy part two of Ace Nosky's interview. So many wrong knots! So do you think nowadays people are getting more and more, like, I, I think I see more ensembles that are conductor roles, like, in the Orpheus thing. Do you think yeah. that is more I thing? think it's, in my experience, it seems, which is only my own, and more in the early music world, I think it seems to be happening more and more. And I, yeah. believe me, there's sometimes where I'm very thankful for conductors. Right. I, I love playing very new music. It makes a lot of sense. The more complex things get. There was a reason it started when it did, the late 19th century. I don't reject the idea of, of a director, but I reject this sort of cult of personality that comes right. around conductors. Yeah. We just don't need it. And so my rule of thumb is if a piece was meant, was written by the composer and not not to include a conductor, I explore ways to not have one. Right. Because it's just more of an immediate, I mean, you don't need someone telling us what to do. Just like, no. just eat. Just exactly. Or, you know, pick people who don't need, don't have rhythmic insecurity. And mm -hmm. um, Mozart was directing his own symphonies. Beethoven, a lot of them were directed yeah. by Beethoven and from the keyboard even. It's just if if you don't need it, why why you know it's not right. it's not always a time saver to have somebody without an instrument on stage talking to you. That's my right. experience. Like, so how would you lead? How do you lead? How do, do I lead? With, like a, with her cult of personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busted. Gotcha. No. Seriously, the yeah. question is, yeah. how do you lead in yeah. that kind of collaborative way that you're talking mm -hmm. about? Please tell all of us keyboard players. Oh well. So here's the thing: is that uh, I still think that while we don't need a conductor for a lot of repertoire from the 18th and 19th century. I still believe that the orchestra is, as a form, as a, as a form of music making, is very hierarchical. Mm -hmm. And that there are um, levels of responsibility within the group. Mm -hmm. And you can designate anyone, almost anyone, as a leader, although you're going to think twice about putting your timpanist in charge. <laughs> it's a yeah. Simply because they don't play. Mm -hmm. So pick someone who plays a ton or all of the notes. Like I really don't want the version here. <laughs> Even viola could work. I've, I've seen mm -hmm. various because they play all the time. Yeah, so if yeah. you're playing, you could be yeah. the person who's directing, and so from there, each section has a principal. The principals should be convening like a string quartet plus winds, and everyone's doing mm -hmm. the giant mind meld. And ultimately, there I believe there does need to be someone in charge, and that's whoever you've just designated as your director. Sometimes it's the concertmaster, and that person tries to share their musical vision through the strength of their playing, the force mm -hmm. of their vision, and sometimes with words, which are usually less clear, but sometimes right. you have to resort to them. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it only works if, if the other players, all of them, principals and non-principals, are receptive to it. If they elected and them, then. You'd be surprised. Well, or even, you know, I feel like you get an elected leader when you accept a gig and you show up, and it's right. me. Like, I'm, I take this for granted. It's like, well, Aislinn's directing. Okay, well, please say no if you're not interested, because I have a plan and I have a vision. Mm -hmm. You may not like it, but... I always invite people to get on board. And it's not to say that I'm not open to suggestion, absolutely. And mm -hmm. I do things incorrectly or inefficiently all the time. I'm always striving to be better. But I've lived in this world of studying 18th century music for a while. So I got, I've definitely got ideas. Right. And I'm happy to get on board with other people's ideas, too. But someone, in my opinion, in orchestra, because of logistics, someone needs to be in charge. Mm -hmm. It can be maybe two people, but if it's 
It's not it's not a democracy. Okay. It just wasn't developed for that. Yeah. Chamber music. There's your democracy. Right. Chamber well, ensemble. Well, piano quartet specifically. Yeah. Exactly. Or, cha- or, yeah. or chamber or string quartet. Or even we're doing a chamber orchestra with like 15 people in mm-hmm. it. That could be much more of a democracy. There's time for that. But yeah. if you symphony, you know, Mozart 40th G minor symphony, you get 45 people telling you get like two what they want. It's like, sorry, you're going to have yeah. to take them. You, why don't you direct next time? Here's and, a suggestion box. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you find, you find where you have common ground and where you don't. And sometimes colleagues have really strong opinions. And I say, that's a really great idea. We're running out of time. We're going to do it this way this yeah. time. And then actually the next time I'm going to do their idea because it's yeah. not personal. I think you do but. a really good job of, of that, of yes. like being open to ideas, mm-hmm. but still being confident and like not having anyone confused. That's great. I'm glad I mean, because I've had a lot of experience. I mean, before, so this, I talked about getting into Baroque music. And when I was just in those years of not having a string quartet and trying to learn how to play Baroque violin, I was playing as a freelancer in any mm-hmm. orchestra that would have me of any kind, modern and Baroque. And uh-huh. that was such a valuable experience because I think I got to see, for the most part, rehearsals and concerts being excellently directed but sometimes not so much Mm. and we always made it through we were professionals but I got to see seriously from like 700th violin second violin like between the crash cymbals I had some time to think back there and I would think to myself well what worked here and Mm -hmm. what didn't work and how would I have done this differently or how what do I think they could be doing differently and there's no answer I mean I've worked with some incredibly fantastic conductors and directors and I, I guess the common thread was always clarity of vision right so I try to be clear, even if it's not good right. or like mm-hmm. not the best vision. I'm like, I'll be clear. We can change it tomorrow, but <laughs> it's yeah. going to be clear. And I don't know. I, I, I have no trouble. It's Someone asked me, well, did you always want to be a concertmaster? And I said, no, no, not at all. But I just want someone to be doing it. Like yeah. someone needs to let's just get yeah. it done. So yeah. I'm happy to have it be so. Some days I really wish it was someone else. <laughs> and I have some wonderful colleagues who do it too. And it's a very different style. But, mm-hmm. but I think that's fascinating because... You started where you are in mm. life because of the human relationship, because of mm-hmm. the personal connection. Yeah. And then you, you spent your life observing emotional intelligence or what works mm-hmm. in the matter of communication. And then you spend your life conveying music that is all about communication. Trying to, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really fascinating. To yeah, I feel, I feel it's endlessly fascinating, which is why I'm motivated, because a lot of times I'm tired and I don't want to practice. But since I find it fascinating, I get on there and practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it is. It is. It's a, and I, well, you know what? I say this hierarchical thing about orchestras. I think it is. I think it's sort of built into the way the art form developed. I also play a lot of chamber music because yeah. I want to get out of that. Yeah. So I, I think I, my soul needs both. I wouldn't yeah. only want to play orchestra because I don't want to dictate to people and I don't want them to dictate to me. So then I spend time with my string quartet where we all talk about our feelings all the time and it's beautiful and it's totally different <laughs> and everyone feels self-actualized. And oh, it's wow. Just, it's part of the art. I think it's just a different art form that way. Yeah. I feel so yeah. privileged that being a violinist, I get to do these different things. Would you give anyone advice about how to deal with a chamber ensemble that they perhaps have a personality clash? You oh, seem to have that yeah. very well done. Chamber and, ensemble. Oh, that's yeah. such a tough one because uh, I do admit that when I was in a quartet in my teenage years, we maybe fought a bit. <laughs> it's hard not to. In a Canadian way. Yeah, we're very polite. Now there was some, yeah, I was in Banff, the Banff Center for the Arts last month, and I was mm-hmm. teaching there, and I attended as a student in my string quartet that broke up oh, okay. years ago we were there and I have to admit I think I saw a little chip on the door of one of the practice huts when, when someone <laughs> who shall remain nameless maybe tossed a music stand across the Ooh, kind of whoa. loops then, yeah it was but you know when you're when you're 18 yeah. Things, yeah. Just, it just matters <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I think it depends on the group but I, I think I've gotten I hope I've gotten better over the years of listening to people and uh, being accepting of 
different communication styles and trying not to listen and always just be waiting to talk you know that way that you're like they're saying this thing and they're going to stand and I'm going to put my idea in Um, and I guess just telling myself that the time invested in hearing these things really hearing people out is just so much more valuable than having my way and I guess make sure you're playing with people whose ideas you're interested in Right. It's not even so much about liking them all, but if you're interested in them, you're not going to freak out if you spend a couple hours talking about it. Yeah. You'll yeah. think, oh, well, I may not like it still, but it was interesting. I guess as I get older, it's I just want try. things to be interesting. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because communication styles are so different, and you're in a, such an intense, uh, intimate group. Oh, yeah. You're all super nice people, so of course you never fight. I mean, I learned, I learned a lot from them. I learned yeah, a lot about diplomacy and, and just about communication and just being very open to something that I, I have a strong opinion about this phrase. I really thought I should go this way. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to read this way, and I was like, oh. I, there's been too many instances of my mm-hmm. mind changing that, yeah. yeah I've it, had those moments. I actually love yeah. that. So it goes, ding. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so, oh, that works better. That makes so much more sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Patience. And yeah, I guess as I, I, I have a lot to improve on, but I... I'm more patient with myself, and yeah. I'm more willing to apologize, more able to apologize when I make mistakes, communication right. errors, um, if I get, it usually it's when I'm down on myself that yeah. I'll say something that's just not helpful, yeah. and, oh, I, and I, totally, I like yeah. my stuff I'm dealing with, and I'll say, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm finally getting mature enough to be able to say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I said it that way, actually, I was upset at myself about this thing, and so I just blurted that out, and I'm really sorry, and they'll go, ah, I didn't even notice, or they'll right. say, yeah, you're the worst person ever, let's move on. <laughs> I have a lovely quartet. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny because yeah. like Teresa will be like, "I didn't notice you were upset." Isaac will notice. Like he's, he's very, very sensitive. He's yeah. very tuned into that. I think you need different types that way. Yeah, to balance it out. I think so because he wants things slower, and I always want things faster. It, mm-hmm. it works mm-hmm. out because mm-hmm. you know all the speed music gets. Yeah, exactly. You can't have everything like full. <laughs> it's just a mess. You can't always charm your way out of it. I think the third time I'm not going to get. I, I'm going to actually get a ticket. You're going to have to actually slow down. I think. Yeah. Jeanette's been getting some speeding tickets, and uh, <laughs> she's, yeah, the cops are listening. She's going to need to slow down. <laughs> Although I yeah. said earlier it might be a blessing if she lost her license. <laughs> Way to go, Francis, because you're going to be driving her around. Watch it. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> no. You, no. You want to? You want to drive me around? <laughs> no. Actually, you know, I'm such a control freak. It's such a pianist thing. Like, I, uh, I, I need to be at the wheel. Mm-hmm. If I'm not at the wheel, I hate it. Like, I you need one of those, don't they have limiters? I guess speed limiters are dangerous. Like, you should just you install like, something on your car that goes like, yeah, yeah. It, it should just make me feel nauseous, right? Yeah. It's like like one of those like alcohol pills. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like you're over seventy. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> warning. Anyways, talking in rehearsal. Like, oh, how yeah. much of a talker are you? Ah, uh, well, you're if not, I'm no. at least in an orchestral setting, I don't think you are. Is I'm it? not much of a talker. Talking just don't be scared. Time, usually. Yeah, I think it depends on the group. I think when I'm working with younger people. Um, less experienced people, I tend to talk a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I try to, as I'm going, I don't have a rule of thumb for how long, uh, well, my rule of thumb is as little as possible, because mm-hmm. it's A, more fun to play, and I definitely feel I'm more expressive when I'm playing, Right. Um, but there are some concepts for people who have not played 18th century music that need to be explained, yeah. like a sharp moves like a cross, or whatever, but this this mm-hmm. sign is a trill, trill from above, basic things. So mm-hmm. I try to read the room and see how much people are paying attention and not, and then if I think people are going into paying attention you I go a little eyes more eyes? in depth I do the eyes and it's also just the body language and I try to but if it's a if so with the less experienced people I speak more but I do often direct symphony orchestras professional groups and I try to speak as little as possible right. and I try to just make fun of myself and make jokes because <laughs> it's more fun um, and they're usually I mean they're very professional everyone's yeah. been very professional in orchestras but I the less talking the better the more clear you are so I usually will say something to say I'm going to play this way I'm just going to point out what to you I'm going to do and then I mm-hmm. demonstrate it 
Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, well, I may not like it, but she's telling you what she wants. Okay. And then they're usually 99% of the mm -hmm. time they're, they're on board. So. How about in a chamber music concert? Then I talk more. You can probably more. imagine how I'm blabbing on about myself. I do like to talk, oh, you know, how you doing this and that. And no, but I mean, but your I'm talking still, is different yeah. because it's it's actually like informed. Yeah. You're like going through these like interesting things you didn't know. Well, it's a long, who knows? Music, so. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm well, not making it up. Never mind. <laughs> no. No one knows that. Who does that? No one's a fact checker. Really? Well, I think the thing that I get annoyed most mm. about in a rehearsal is mm. non-productive talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do it this way here, totally and this agree. second beat is here, and then blah, 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 blah. Are totally they just, like, or, argue about something that yeah. I don't know. are explaining why this phrase is important yeah, and, like, what? And they keep on going on and on. It's like, we got it. Yeah, we can or, play it. You and know, we got sorry, it. Sorry, violinists and yeah, singers. Please, yeah. They have a tendency to say, especially like when we're reading something for the first time and mm -hmm. they don't always catch when they're going to slow down or speed uh -huh, up. Totally. And they just stop and say, yeah, from here I'm going to just speed up. I'm like, okay, I heard that. Yeah, I yeah. didn't catch it, yeah, but, and, and but let's just do it again. Thing, in my opinion, I agree with you. And it's yeah. good, good information to hear <laughs> that reflected back at me because I feel that if I do something that you can't catch or the rest of the orchestra can't catch, it's because it's not musical enough. It doesn't Sense. It's not clear. It's enough. on me. Yeah. So I'll stop and say, "Whoa, that was not clear. What I think I want to do yeah. is this. Can we play it again?" Yeah. Or if it's out now complicated. I mean, some music is it's yeah, difficult music, to put yeah. together because it's maybe it's not very uh, sophisticated composition. Uh -huh. I mean, sometimes the composer is working against you, but that's like a last ditch. Yeah. Right. Because it should be that my belief is that if I'm playing my vision, if my vision is sound and it makes sense and I'm executing, you should be able to be with me. Right, mm -hmm. you, Francis, who has experience and understands the musical language I'm speaking. So it's like, it's like my first thought is, if we're not together, well, what did I do? Right, maybe that's a difference too. No, that totally. Mm -hmm. that's and usually there's something yeah. like, oh yeah, I did that thing, played a weird note, stuck out. That was weird. I mean, it could also just be me because I did not. I might have just not been. In you the might have zoned out. I zoned out. Yeah. It's, it's, easy to do. it's easy. Yeah. It's harder to zone out if you're playing in front of a group of people who are well, staring true, at you. Yeah. But right. it's still possible. It's still possible. <laughs> <laughs> they just make stuff up. But it's just Look also, over there. I don't know. <laughs> a bear. A bear. <laughs> it's Elvis. Everybody. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I, tr I try to keep it to a minimum. But that's interesting you say that thing because you know singers and violinists do it because they tend to have the melody more. So yeah. I'm going to do this here. They, well, just do it. It's a trust thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's Too also... Too many bad accompanists. But that, and also, I just... There's a lot of... Especially, I think, for third for percussionists. Mm. Oh, really? Because it's a way... It's, it's rehearsing in a way that's different because most people are used to having something that's written down and oh, saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same each time. It's the same each time. Even and my part's the same each time, yeah. except for ornament. Except for ornament. But that's in its own... But yeah, my part, I could change drastically. Yeah, every much single more time. Every single time. Your... And I think people it's sometimes jazz over there. Yeah. <laughs> get freaked out. Oh, really? And so when I, like, sometimes, for example, in, in a first rehearsal, I tend not to do crazy things. Right. Just Me to, too. Just to feel like this is how we play. Yeah. And then, and then, then I get really in. annoyed when they go, would you do more in there? I'm like, yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Or when I do something that I think is obnoxious and I just do it <laughs> just to see it. No, they do notice <laughs> and they go, Can you not do that? I'm like, trying it out. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, you didn't like my ornament where I play chopsticks twelve times in a row? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm but, really I mean it's just like this lack of trust. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, see what you're saying. Like I'm trying something out. Yeah, I never ask It's also a control freak thing. I don't it? think it's I mean, yeah, I think maybe it's for my continual thing. I think see I've never Asked a, uh, very rarely have I asked a trained continual player to do a certain effect 
because I know they're just going to take care of it. Right. When I'm playing with someone who's playing a keyboard instrument harpsichord that doesn't have a continuing experience, maybe they're a modern If player, I was playing then harpsichord, then I'll ask for something. And I would want you to. I was doing it. Oh, I would. Don't yeah. worry. But that's so interesting. Maybe once I asked, and it was a friend of mine, and I was like, would you consider it being like a swoop? Like I wanted a certain effect. But normally it just happens. It just falls into place because you're you're listening and I'm listening mm-hmm. to you. That's good to know. But it's. I mean, yeah. but that might also just be a quirk of mine. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there is, and this might just be a harpsichord chip on the shoulder. Okay. Is that you're never on equal footing? Like I was just Thank in a you. chamber rehearsal situation where I was the only bass line and the other instruments were playing, yeah. and we all of the group decided to have a ritornando. Uh-huh. And they wanted me to not play so that they could hear each other. But I'm what? like, guys, I have the bass on. You should be listening. Right. It was so. That's, that happened to you recently. That happened to okay, me don't recently. name names, but I'm that not is a name names. that is a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding of the rule. I know. That's like telling your spine, I'm gonna go for a run now, spine. But so I'm gonna accelerate, but you're gonna stay over well, here. So your head's so going for a run. Yeah, like, that's I'm just crazy. Like, guys, I I'm the only bass line here. <laughs> That's it's that's like, wait, wait, I can't that's, hear. That's their lack of experience talking. Right. I'm sure you were kind to them, but were you? Kick some I butt was. Next time. Oh, I was. Okay. But I mean, it's also very. I wish I'd been there. He has a snarky side. I'm like guys, what are you doing? It's also <laughs> very difficult, at least for me, and as a harpsichordist in rehearsal, when we get into tuning land and mm-hmm. and I'm just rolling yeah. chords for them to tune. Yeah. And then they're yeah. just obsessing about that. Mm-hmm. And everything. This is how I feel when string players go on um, yeah. Boeing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys can have a session on your side. As my yeah. colleague in the oboe section once yelled to me, who's a dear colleague, we were complaining to each other in the violin section, up or down, up or down. He said, if you had a third option, we'd be here for the rest of our lives. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's completely yeah. right. And I still talked about it after. So I was like, okay, we just need to have a second. But you're completely right. Yeah. No, no, no. It's more just like, I understand no, you I, need to yeah, work out this Because you can't do anything. But and it's a phrasing thing, and it's all these I could things. be practicing and learning yeah. these notes yeah. while you do that. No, so. Francis, your point about tuning, that's really interesting to me, because as a someone who plays out of tune, because I play a string instrument with a bow, which is by definition out of tune, um, What what is, I mean, I know it's never going to be fun, but what is the way to rehearse tuning Actually, for, in your mind? For me, I mean, there really is no way. I think what it is. Yes, we're in agreement. Yeah, I, but there is no what way. I but what do you think helps? In a general rehearsal, is sometimes the tuning thing gets out of hand because mm-hmm. you're talking about just a little bit lower here. Mm-hmm. I see. I think I've just. I'm. A, I'm an instinctive player, mm-hmm. and I'd rather just. If it sounds good, then mm-hmm. ooh, here we are. That's so great, interesting because your tuning, yeah, your tuning happens before the yeah. rehearsal, and you do it. Boy, it's a lot of work, and you have a concept that's perhaps not shared by the string players. It should be, but that's that's interesting. I, I don't know where. I just always hope it sounds in tune, but I mean, I think tuning is important. So, don't totally. Oh, I know. I I, yeah. I know you do because you spend a lot of your life yeah. doing it. That's how to get. I guess I mean how to reconcile the way you tune with the way the string that's players true. do. Right. And it's not even that if they if people do it like efficiently. Mm-hmm. I think I've gone in groups. Mm-hmm. I've been with. String players that go second beat. I'm gonna slow down here, and this section's gonna go down here, and then can you tune this? Can I tune that? Oh wait, can I tune this? Yeah. And it's just I might as well be a machine. I think that's when I get interesting. Well, let me try some things in rehearsal this week. Useful when they ask me to do it. Well, no, 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 because I mean, there's a really good way to do it, and it's fun. Yeah. Because it's also actually a good way for me to practice tuning in general or playing chords. Mm -hmm. It's a good way for me to practice touch. Oh, interesting. Oh. 
So is it, do you mean playing slowly? Playing like slowly. Okay, we're listening to yeah, where your notes are. Yeah, thinking like that more. That's so interesting. And Good. Sometimes just adding some things just to make life fun for myself. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. You sound like you're like a, a jail biscuit. You're like, oh, I well, I mean, things. Like, a piece of bread. Yeah. Piece of bread. But well, it's that's interesting for me to think about it. Yeah, the tuning is necessary. It's necessary. It's sure. just, I think it's a matter of making me feel involved in the process. Oh, that's really than valuable. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, kind of then just like, clang, play your bass hey, note. Can you play your Look E major? Just repeat E major. Wow. Can you play E major? Okay. Good. Huh. And then that's good to know. Third beat, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to try for this. And I'm like, can you just show me? Yeah. I or like, let me leave and use a tuner. <laughs> Since I've tuned to a temperament, I can you can tell them. Yeah. Oh, now you just tune your because that's actually easier to tune to a drone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, the, oh, it's for me because the note isn't decaying. That's right. right. So it's all hard. Makes to, sense. But that's interesting. I'll think about ways to incorporate it into my practice. Well, mm-hmm. I'm curious because you don't play with a piano that can't have the sensitivity mm-hmm. of a harpsichord. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, at right. least last summer you did, and, mm-hmm. and I'm just curious, like what. What was frustrating about that, and also like the pl- playing with piano? Yeah, I yeah. don't get to play with piano very frequently, and it wasn't yeah. frustrating at all. It was actually wonderful. We got to play. We tr- played the trout, right? Yeah, a little little song that Jeanette played a few notes in. <laughs> and um, if anything, you know, I feel that there's this is really there's no science behind it, but my my personal feelings that there's more room for error mm. when the piano's playing, and I think it's the different nature of the sustain of the sound. Right. That I think I don't hear, maybe it's my failing, because I don't play with it very often, I don't hear the separation of the pitches as, as carefully. And the right. octaves are all tuned in a way equal or close to equal temperament. Yeah. That um, there's a little more room for me to not exactly match each of your pitches, I think, before I sound completely hideously out of tune. That's really interesting that you say that. Though. I think. Yeah, it's like a blanket for you. I think, yeah, that it makes me, the padding, in, in terms of intonation, other right. things are more of an issue, balance. And, um, not when you're playing, because you very sensitive, but most pianists, I feel. Well, it's true though. I mean, the Schubert is something nice. that gets. It's but no, I won't. I usually won't play Schubert. I mean, I don't know if you know that. Nobody wants to play Schubert with me. But Wait, I won't, seriously? I won't play Schubert with most pianists because I feel that the balance is impossible. Oh. Because they they just can't play all the notes and be soft. Because <laughs> I've been told it's, it's technically really dense. Well, no, but I guess the difficult all the fast notes it just I sounds loud. So. Anyway, but it didn't oh. when you played it. But there's oh, something you. in I think the sustain of the of the sound that the, the decay is not as quick as a as a harpsichord and the, 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 the con- it's not so clear, the pitches aren't so clearly separated from each other, you have a yeah. sustaining pedal that makes it a little bit easier for me, even though I don't, I'm not naturally feeling an equal temperament anymore, I don't right. hear it very clearly, but I hear the sound of the piano as a blend that I can sit on top oh, of intonation wow. so it feels, it felt really nice, not oh, that okay. I played perfectly in tune by any stretch, but the harpsichord is more, playing with a harpsichord for tuning is so exposed, there's right. no room for error, it's in or out and often it's out of tune, and it's just, Intonation is an art. It's right. a science-based art, I think. Right. And it's not, you have to make compromises. And if you don't even understand what your system is, yeah. if I don't know how, in what manner Francis tuned the harpsichord, I don't even know what I'm reaching for, but it sounds really great. So it's some kind of volume? Maybe? No, it's the Juilliard Neidhart. Oh, Juilliard Neidhart, of yeah. course. So I do know people who use that. Yeah. That's why I felt really familiar. Okay. So, so he can tell you what, what that what means. What are these things that you're talking about? It's a type oh, of tuning God. system. I hate talking about temperament because <laughs> Can you I do mean, it in two I minutes or I, less? No, see, that's why I okay. hate just talking tell, about We can maybe just tell the audience that, that it's not, it's a very different way of tuning the pitches yeah. than equal temperament. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it has to do with the fact that with the Western tonal system, if you tune perfect, the octaves don't line up. So you mm. always have to temper. And there are tons of different temperaments. Mm. 
See, this is why the physical I hate. natural world is broken and it's against us, and yeah. it wants us to play in a team. And a temperament is a response to that exactly. in a very general way. And there's countless. You said yeah, there's countless ways to tune a keyboard instrument. That's right. I mean, I'm just fucking with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate you so much. Right <laughs> it's true. This is totally doctor. I just like, really hate talking about it because there's no easy way of explaining it. There is no. No, we need like fundamentals like, and partials. Yeah. Go read about it. Go read about it. Go, uh, hey, Google. Ooh. Google Rameau uh, harpsichord music, French temperament and equal temperament. Because people will go and they'll tune their instruments in a historical manner that Rameau might have recognized, a very different tuning system. Mm. And then they'll play the same piece in equal temperament. You will hear the difference, I promise. And it might be very striking. Yeah. You know what? You should Google it and then tell us you Googled it and we will give you a thumbs up. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, I tuned in a way that was completely different from what most of the string players today. Yeah, because the string players there are less experienced in the idea of temperament, and so they don't even know what that means. But we're working on it. They're, they've got lots of other good skills, and they, and they did don't play temperament. They did pretty they well. They did awesome, yeah. but it's temperament as a whole advanced. It's a, it's a huge... They, work, they live and work in the world of equal temperament. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's the next, it's, it's the new frontier. Exactly. And I considered tuning in equal temperament, and I said no. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I honestly, see, I, didn't, I didn't know which one you were in, but I, I can tell equal. I can tell equal yeah. temperament. Well, I can tell equal temperament on harpsichord, but it sounds like shit. Doesn't work. I can imagine. It just yeah. sounds like shit. Wow. Although I know that equal temperament is a historical temperament. It is. People used yeah. it. Yeah. Although I assumed it was modified. I mean, I had this feeling that yeah. I talked to someone about it. I was like, well, Schumann must have used equal. And my friend, who knows a lot more than I do, said, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, what is it Joel said? He was like, every note's not a tune. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. 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 Every half step equal, you have a huge equal temperament. Yeah, good old music. Ready to make you feel good about yourself. It's all attitude. Well, you know, you know what I love. It's like you get used to a certain thing, right? Like I get used to the piano being pressured on tune, and I can't control it. So it's out of my hands. I stop being so anal about it. Mm -hmm. But then those amateur the pianists, mm -hmm. they love to point out how out of tune it is. Pianos. It's just like their yeah. thing. They, they yeah. can hear it. It's like, oh, well, are you gonna fix it? Because otherwise, I'm bring it up. I can't <laughs> do it. Pressure <anymore. laughs> tuning, like, tuning hammer. Wait, get away from no. there. I'll never forget working with Leon Fleischer in my school orchestra. Yeah. Leon was conducting. Back when he wasn't playing at all, mm -hmm. and the winds were having some intonation problems, and one of them said, "Excuse me, Mr. Fleischer, could you stop and tune this?" And he said he was so giving and kind, it was yeah. wonderful. And he said, "Oh yes, let's hear it." And he heard it. He said, "Actually, I can't tell what's wrong." And everyone went, <gasps> and he said, can't "He tell. said, well, I'm a pianist." Yeah. And it was such a beautiful gift, I thought, that he gave us of just admitting, "Oh, he's Leon Fleischer. Yeah. He does know the universe and the cosmos, and he's amazing." And he just said, "Well, I'm afraid I can't help." And we did it ourselves. But I mean, my mind went like. Whoa. Yeah. So he didn't pretend it's not to know. what he exactly. Yeah. He didn't make us feel bad. He said, "I don't, I don't know." Yeah, that was yeah. that was a gift for that orchestra. That's awesome yeah. that he did that because I yeah. thought maybe still Leon Fleischer. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, he said lots of other incredible things, and we talked about cosmos and endless time. Oh my god! Yes, yes, he does pontificate a lot. It was like so interesting and all this yeah. stuff. But he said, "I don't know." Yes, I mean, a great artist, and you cannot know something. That really changed my brain. Like I wouldn't players. be able to tell. I mean, I'm like, getting better. I can tell what his attitude is. I can't tell you how to fix what it. What to do. Like, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely at that. I have a lot yeah. of trouble with pitch monitors here. I have to do pitch and like chords. Yeah. And I'm just like, everybody fix it. Yeah. <laughs> go, go work. And okay. Here's, here's the early when music. I get back, it should be yeah. better. <laughs> here's the early music secret for intonation. Yes. If you Intonation. don't know what to say. Mm. I think the third is really sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lower the Oh, my third. favorite thing is when the piano just keeps on banging. <laughs> and I'll be like, no, come on. Come oh, on. wait. Like, Actually, you know what? That is sort of a non sequitur, but I, I 
This I actually sort of learned from Joe Tasha. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, he's great. We great. had him last year. Yeah. Yes. And I were with him last year. Yeah. It was playing a tuning note at the beginning of the concert that's beautiful and supportive. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. How do you I guys feel about that? How do you I, feel about okay. that? Okay. I once, I, had a teacher, I once had a teacher who told me that tuning in front of an audience is like showering in front of an audience. <laughs> it's just awkward and yeah. it's very vulnerable. I'm sure. It's not something you would choose to do. Mm -hmm. So I try to not tune in front of the audience. However, I play on gut strings, and if the, I breathe on them, they yeah. go out of tune. So I try to tell my orchestra or my group or whoever I'm with that it's part of the show. Do it beautifully. Yeah. Do it well. Do it meaningfully, mindfully, with yeah. intention, and know that your audience is listening. You're giving them bonus material. Just make it as a make peek it behind the curtain. Yeah. Make it beautiful. They love that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, the, where's, okay, so if you don't want to attract attention on stage, do not sneak and do not try to hide. Yes. If you ever yeah. go to a play... The guy sneaking on stage that, yes. draws everyone's attention. Yeah. Don't sneak. Never sneak, even with tuning. Just do yeah. it. And Every make time. a beautiful sound. Why not? It's like sneaking in the class when you're late. Everyone's looking. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's looking. yeah. There's, There's no such thing as sneaking. As a keyboard player mm. who's giving you yes. a note, I right. just feel like ding, 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 well, it depends on the context. I thought you sounded, I did notice your beautiful notes today, Ooh. and they were beautiful. But sometimes in concert, I get nervous, and I'll uh -huh. just say, like, and I'll just say it, and I'm like, just do it. Sure, yeah. So, but often I try to make a plan with people, too. I mean, but there's also, really, I mean, you this is what, yeah. Oh. Because it's going to happen when I when yeah. you're playing on natural yeah. gut string, playing gut. Yeah. They just, like, it's very humid here right now. <laughs> so the strings, I can see them changing length. Because <laughs> the humidity affects the length, oh, yeah, which affects yeah. the pitch. Oh, man. Yeah. But it's also what I was talking about earlier with being good for touch, mm. not that you're being or more. It's know. a way of warming up, maybe. It, it is definitely like for me tuning. Well, maybe I should think about that. That's always like when I'm actually tuning, I'm making a gesture. You can't see that, but tuning the harpsichord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good gesture. It's complicated. The thing yeah. about the harpsichord and the is that I because it's harpsichord, I want to get, I want to tune at the front of your pitch, the first moment yeah. of the pitch, and so if it's if it decays, then I my, I forget. So that's. So I don't want repeating. I don't want people to go dun, 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 on musically, uh -huh. but I often ask for more than one. More than, a. Well, I know you have to so, repeat it and repeat yeah. it. But, but you, did, just, you did it. It was beautiful. I don't I like want that. to go ding 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 because it just makes it's me really feel good. anxious when I'm the audience. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, they don't tune at all. It's a part so of they, life. Yeah, they don't they need do. to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my favorite thing is to give someone like a choice note before the concert. Yeah, I try to always tune my groups off stage and then walk on stage, but usually there's. 23 different strings backstage yeah. and on stage yeah. and you can see your pegs moving as you walk on stage. Yeah. Oh well, we try. Whatever, people expect it. Come on. Yeah, it's more bang for the buck. Right. <laughs> Stupid questions? Uh oh. Uh, I don't know. Do we? I think we're not questions. stupid at all, but that's okay. Well, I'm we, we got through the smart I'm questions. I'm here all week. We got through the smart. You guys yeah. are awesome. Oh yeah, we could do a, a sub 
I'll pass down. Lightning round. Lightning round. Hot seat. If you Ace think Lightning. of anything. Well, um, um, you like Metallica. What I else do. do you like that is not classical? Oh, I like all music that I think is good. I like lots of stuff. Oh that's my outside. god, I love that. That's what <laughs> I think. It's, 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 it's such a not diplomatic <laughs> answer. No, no, I mean, like, I like the best of, I like to listen to, I don't like Klezmer very much. Sorry. Really? Klezmer friends. I don't love, maybe I just haven't heard the best Klezmer mm. yet. Mm. But I'm a big Dolly Parton fan, a big Franklin, Marvin Gaye, um, Brand, like contemporary music. I love listening to things like the Ooh, what are your squeaky stuff. The trending composers. Trending right now composers. That you're I think, well, Zanakis, maybe the Zanakis. It's not even that new. That's considered old fashioned now. I'd say Zanakis and I don't know, like stuff that like indie artists that no one's even heard of yet. I like to listen Shoot to stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. new new music podcasts where I can hear stuff that is just totally experimental. What's new music um, podcast you listen to? Well, there's that one from New York. What's the the uh, Q on Q oh, the Q2. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some good She's stuff great. on there. Um, so, last question. No, I was going to ask her what's up next for her. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good last Show yourself. Yeah, yeah right. great. Well, I'm, after Garth Newell, I'm going to go to the Stanton Music Festival in Virginia. Oh, Stanton? Stanton. They call it Stanton. I, got I know, it looks like right Stanton. Yeah. I'm in the brochure. Ooh, and look at this. Yep, that's me. Can Check I out. read this? Yeah, go ahead. Baroque violinist Ace Lenoski performs all six of Bach's violin sonatas, accompanied by SMF artistic director Schmidt. And I think that's in November or October? So it's October 27th, 7 p.m. So um, if you're around, check out. Yeah. And also October 28th at 3 p.m. Part yeah. 2. Yeah. So, so it's like I'm, three per concert. I'm big in this part of Virginia. Yeah. I'm very flattered. And, but it's a great, wonderful music festival for people. If you're in and around Virginia, go to Stanton. You'll see Bach and John Cage and Haydn and Zanakis all in one concert. Very cool festival. And then I, I play with the Handel and Haydn Society in Boston. I'm the concertmaster there. Um, I play occasionally as a guest with the Orchestra of the Age of Enlightenment in London. If you're in London, England, hit me awesome. up. And I play some solos here and there, and I guest direct, and I practice. And, okay. and I live, I have storage, I pay rent in New York, so occasionally I'm there. Francis and I get to see each other occasionally there, so yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Just once in a while. Just Not enough, while. but Not enough, I did but... see you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I yeah. love the podcast. I'm out oh, wait. of time. You have I a have website, it. too, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, Sorry. It's, that's okay. It's aislin, A-I-S-S-L-I-N-N dot com. And it might be a little bit out of date at this moment because I'm finishing up my summer festival tour, but I'm about to update it with all the concerts throughout the year. So actually, you keep up with that. You have to... I, it have, it's not great, but it's got concerts on it, and it has, like, here's the website, here's the time. Yeah. Please don't ask me for tickets, but here's where to get them. So, But, of course, if you know me, feel free. <laughs> There's a lot of hot pictures on your site. Yeah, it's You're very pictures. Organic. Well, thank you. It's, all, yeah. it's a lot of Photoshop. It <laughs> takes a village. And I make up artists. Gets no, no. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. It's been thanks a for doing this. I think, um, I think I'm a little drunk. I think I'm also Good job. My work here is done. I'm very, I'm very I outdrank the Asians. It's That's so not easy hard to, to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> I, that. I am like a one drink girl. The I'm fact the cheapest thing you could ask say for. That is like, I love you guys for letting me say that. So I didn't mean it. You guys are great. Well, that's the end of the show, and I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned in two weeks for another episode from us. If you want to check out all of our available episodes, head on over to our website, so somanywrongnotes.com, for all of our available episodes. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and now Stitcher. So we're on Stitcher as So Many Wrong Notes podcast. And don't be fooled by the amount of episodes you see on iTunes. We have many more than that available on our website. So for the full show listing, please go to our website, so many wrong notes.com. And as always, thanks for listening.